You are listening to The Happy Gynecologist with your host, Amanda Miles, MD. Hey y'all, welcome back to The Happy Gynecologist, episode number 61, Transitioning from Work to Home. Today is the first of hopefully many listener topics, um, and I want you to know that you can send me topics anytime. Um, you can either email me, or you can go to coach-miles.com forward slash podcast topic, and you can enter your own, and um, I am so excited whenever I get them because I love seeing what you guys um, need help with uh, or would like answered, like if you have a specific question, so definitely go over to the website and submit your topic if you um, have something that's like burning in your mind or you would love to see uh, featured here. And so I uh, plan to do as many of these as I can because I know that it's super helpful um, to get your question answered. So uh, yeah, hit me up, coach-miles.com forward slash podcast topic. Um, There's also just a button at the bottom of coach-miles.com. So um, definitely head on over. It's super easy. Um, and I hope to get to do a lot more of these. I have uh, several submissions, and so I've planned um, out several of these episodes, and I'm just so excited about it. So before we get started on today's topic, I want you to know we had an excellent coffee with Coach uh, this past week, uh, this past Saturday. We talked about your relationship with your EMR and we really covered a lot of ground on EMRs, and um, I've even had I've even had um, people still signing up uh, to get the replay, even though I already sent I sent out the replay. So if you were looking for that in your inbox, go to your spam folder if you didn't see it. Um, and if you signed up and then you didn't get the replay, it may be that you signed up too late. Um, so what I've decided to do is I'm going to post that here with the audio. Um, and so that way everybody can benefit, um, because I wasn't originally going to, but then I had so many requests for the replay. So, um, even after the fact, so I'm going to, I'm going to do that. Um, I'm hoping to get that done this week sometime. Um, but with kind of the holiday schedule, you know, things are a little different this time of year. So, um, that will be coming to you very soon if it's not already posted, um, at the time that this episode airs. Okay. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. We covered so much ground with EMRs and charts and tasks and really getting in a place where there isn't that mental drama that surrounds all of that. So uh, you're not going to want to miss out on that. Um, and it's definitely, it's a little longer than my typical episodes here, which is why I wasn't planning on posting it. But you know what? I think it's just so worth it. So um, tune in and uh, listen to it on like 1.5 speed if you need to, to, to get it get it done. So I even answered a bunch of questions at the, all, uh, at the end from y'all. So um, definitely tune into that too, because um, it's very possible that your question got answered on there as well. So, um, so yeah, go check that out. Um, it will be airing hopefully soon here on the podcast as a bonus episode. So today, um, one of the episode, um, one of the episode requests that I got, or one of the listener requests I got was to talk about transitioning from work to home, right? So from that transition from being a doctor to being a mom, um, and everything that comes with it, okay? And maybe for you, you're not a mom or um, you're just a, you know, a, a pet mom, a fur mom, um, or maybe um, you live alone. It's just that transition from, from work to home, okay? And whatever that means for you, maybe that means um, coming home and, and being with your partner or your spouse, okay? Um, maybe it just means coming home and reconnecting with yourself after being on and kind of, you know, um, 
helping others all day and being kind of on uh, with your with your personality and and talking a lot and so sometimes we just need to reconnect with our own needs at the end of the day and I think that's super important right so not only do we need to transition back into the role of mom to care for kiddos but also making sure we're able to consider ourselves once we get home too and this is such an important topic. So I'm so glad that someone um, wrote in with this topic. So thank you so much for suggesting this one because I know that whenever I was in the middle of burnout, I would like walk out of the office and just sit in my truck, right? Sometimes I wouldn't even start it. I would just sit there in silence, feeling overwhelmed, emotionally exhausted, stressed out. And sometimes the thought of going home wasn't like any better, okay? And so, because mostly because I I had all these thoughts about how um, it it was going to be loud and chaotic and messy, and it was just going to stress me out even more. Especially when the twins were little, it was really hard to transition um, back to mom from doctor for me. And so, you know, going home meant that I would be stressed out, but in a different way to my brain. And so, my brain would remind me that we weren't going to get any rest at home, like. We'd probably be up all night again with the twins, not getting any sleep. And so not only would my brain do this shit, you know, to me once I got to the clinic in the morning, like sitting in my truck and dreading walking through the door, but then it would do it uh, again on the way home too, right? And so, you know, so I think that this is a super important topic. I've been there. And I think that um, the first thing that you need to know or to, to consider is just to have a little plan or a little routine or a little ritual. Okay, so if coming home and transitioning, transitioning back to home life and mom life or spouse life is hard for you, then you need to have a plan for how you can make it easier on you. Okay, so just like some sort of little idea of how you would like this to go so that once you, um, you, you get home, you're not just like winging it, right? So plan it out a little bit in your head or even write it down. And then you also need to have a general idea of what success would look like in that transition back to home, right? Because, you know, that way you know if you're, what you're doing is working. So what I mean by that is like having a general goal of how you would like that to go. Because if you say, well, I just want to do better. Okay, well, what is better (laughs) in that situation, right? So is it, I want to feel more connected with my family. I want to, um, I want to yell, you know, 20% 20% less, you know, is it, um, I want to be able to enjoy the evening. I want to feel less stressed out. I want to, um, be able to enjoy my downtime. You're like, what does that look like? And how would you know you're successful? You know, does that look like I feel, um, happy and loving towards my family, you know, most nights, you know, something like that to really kind of quantify it. So you can like have a goal that is specific. Right. And so you'll be able to say after a few weeks, like, yeah, this is really helping me, you know, most nights I'm feeling pretty positive and I think that this is working out, you know, it's kind of like a little scientific experiment, right? Um, and if it, if it's not going well, you think, well, I need to reevaluate this, right? And so making a plan and then trying it out to see how it goes is kind of the key, right? And so, um, you know, part of this plan is going to need to incorporate some processing of your day, processing your emotions, Or, you know, this is the part where you like feel your feelings on purpose. I've talked about that in the past and everybody's always like, yeah, but how? (laughs) So this is a great time to really evaluate or to check in with how you have felt uh, for the day. 
right? So for me, this looks like, you know, getting back in my truck after clinic is done or after the day is done and just pausing and taking some big, deep, slow breaths. Um, You guys have heard me talk about box breathing, which is where you take a deep breath in, you hold it, and then you release it like slowly for um, a really long exhale. Um, And there are a ton of variations on that, but to keep it simple, if, if you haven't heard me talk about this, you can do it where you breathe in for five, hold for five, and then out for 10, or whatever feels good to you, okay? So for me, I get back in the truck, I pause, and I do some of those big breaths in and out, okay? And I do kind of that box breathing thing. But while I'm doing it, I like to focus on how my body feels and kind of what I've been feeling for the day, what I've brought into the truck with me. And so um, a lot of times that used to be overwhelm or stress or anxiety for me. And so I would focus on, you know, overwhelm. I would focus on where that is, you know, in my body. Typically for me, that's in my chest, in my throat. And it's this kind of sinking dark feeling, okay? So whenever I'm doing these big breaths in and out, it only takes me, you know, like 30 seconds, but I want to really focus on that, that sinking dark feeling in my chest and my throat and do that box breathing as I do it. And after two to three of those, of those taking those big deep breaths um, and with a slow exhale, and I basically noticed that my feelings of overwhelm were typically fading um, and typically no longer present, honestly. Um, Sometimes after a really um, stressful day, they would still be there, just much more manageable, uh, much more in control. I'd feel much calmer, more clear-minded, okay? And so you can do this for whatever your feeling is, whether that's anxiety, stress, maybe sadness because you had to get bad news, right? Whatever that predominant emotion was for the day that's kind of stuck with you out out to your vehicle or out to your car, right? So before I even start driving, I check in. I do that. Okay. The next thing I like to do is have kind of a little routine or a little ritual for the ride home. Um, Whether it's brief or a long commute, having kind of an intentional routine can help signal your brain like, okay, here's the part where we transition back to home life or back to mom life. Right. And so what I want you to think about in this though, is that I want you to avoid just consuming entertainment. Okay. Meaning, you know, I love that you listen to this podcast, right? But sometimes we just turn on things to consume them, right? For entertainment, just to kind of get our mind off stuff, right? So um, that can be a podcast. That can be like listening to a book, listening to the radio or talk show, um, which is fine. Like I want you to find entertainment in those things. But sometimes if we're doing it, uh, you know, where we're just like kind of consuming, consuming, consuming the next podcast, the next episode, that kind of thing, like kind of binging um, through those episodes sometimes. It's kind of like buffering, right? It can cover up your emotions just to kind of make you feel better for a, a moment, but it doesn't help you process anything. So I want you to consider before you dive into the next episode of your podcast or uh, the next chapter of your audiobook, taking some of those big, deep breaths but maybe having a few minutes of silence first on your drive or maybe having some music first or maybe rolling down the window and feeling some some cool air on your face, you know? Having something that is like, okay, like just a little bit further to process your stress, okay? I personally like to either have some like quiet time, even if it's just for a few minutes um, where I just kind of think and reflect on my day, um, or I like to, um, you know, like put 
put some, uh, I have a special playlist on, so I have some special music on that activates kind of that part of my brain that gets me feeling good, right? And so this could look like having like a special playlist just for the ride home, right? Maybe some very specific feel-good music that no matter what, you put this song on, you're going to sing to it and feel a little bit better. And whatever it is, I want you to commit to doing it for at least a few minutes, okay? So maybe that's just like singing to one song on the way home. Because think about it, like if you're activating that part of your brain that is, um, you know, music, right? Like that activates a whole other, you know, uh, stream in your brain, right? It's not just your primitive brain, right? And so probably a whole lot of other areas, I don't know, a ton of other areas probably that are creative and planning because you're um, you know, thinking about the words and the tune, it, it activates so much of your brain that's not the primitive brain, it can be very calming, okay? And so activating that part of your brain on purpose, even if you don't really feel like it at first, just committing to singing along with one song and then listening to your podcast, you know, that that might be another way to kind of signal your brain like, hey, it's okay, we don't have to be stressed, we don't have to be overwhelmed anymore, look, we're transitioning to back home. Okay. And so, um, you know, something else that I like to do too, um, especially if I'm, if I'm wanting to just like have some peace and quiet is I might roll the windows down for a couple of minutes. Even if it's a little cold, I might turn the heater up, you know, but just get a little fresh air. And sometimes I'll just focus on really noticing how nature is that day, right? Like how the air feels, how the air smells, how the sky looks, kind of connecting with nature and using kind of the curious like uh, part of our brain that notices all the things in nature around us it really calms us as humans right it makes us feel more alive less robotic and it helps us slow down it helps us feel intentional okay um I really like this if you're if you're someone that gets to walk to work that might be a really good idea for you it's just like have a few minutes where you really notice and appreciate all the things around you the the feel of the ground beneath your feet the air in your lungs you know this can be very good for processing your stress and kind of reconnecting with yourself okay now if you have kids and you're the one that does pickup then you know if you have kids with you um, find a way to incorporate them so that you can still have a transition routine okay so you pick up the kids at daycare, maybe on your way to daycare, you um, do your deep breaths or you listen to your one song. You know, maybe that's even after you get the kids, you know, you get them loaded up and having them sing one of your songs before you put on their stuff, right? Find a way to commit to doing this, even if the kids are with you. You know, they can take some big breaths in and out too. Maybe, maybe you make it fun and like include them like, hey, this is our new game. Um, make it fun, make it silly, right? If they're older and, you know, they're to the point of like where they roll their eyes at everything you do, then they'll probably complain no matter what. So (laughs) just do your thing. And at least then they can like see you modeling some great techniques for, you know, stress reduction. And maybe they'll kind of absorb some of that, um, that knowledge of what to do, or they'll try it out eventually on their own without telling you, you know. Um, And so, so just find a way, you know, if you have the kids to pick up, then figure out a way to incorporate that into your kind of your ritual or your routine, right? And so once you get home, as you walk in the door, you know, I want you to consider having another little part of this little routine or of this ritual as you come into the house that kind of signals your brain further. Like, hey, we're home, we're safe, we're ready to be present at home for others and for ourselves. And this can look like, you know, whatever you want it to look like. But 
This can look like going to change into, you know, your comfy clothes and maybe doing a couple box box breaths while you're while you're back there changing your clothes, okay? Um, but you know, have it where you can do it on your own just for a few minutes even before, you know, the kids are all climbing all over you or needing all your attention, right? I like to also incorporate water here. Um, Water is another thing that is very calming to us. So maybe that's like hopping in the shower for five to 10 minutes before coming out and kind of facing, okay, home time, mom time, right? Um, I definitely do this whenever I'm having a hard day. Um, it gives me a few minutes to, to really process anything further if I've had a really bad day, um, especially if I've had a sad day. I'll tell my husband like, hey, I need five minutes in the shower. It was a really sad day. And I'll just let myself cry if I'm still feeling, you know, a lot of emotion from that day. Um, and that sounds kind of pitiful sometimes like, okay, so I'm going to try and schedule time to cry in the shower. <laughs> but yeah, like sometimes, sometimes I do. I schedule that sometimes. It's It's a release of emotion. It's processing emotion. It is therapeutic. And once I'm done, it feels better. I'm not wallowing in that sadness and thinking about that sadness or about that sad event the whole evening, you know, kind of the shell of a person while my family tries to get my attention, right? And so that emotion isn't sticking with me through dinner and kid time. It helps me process it, be more present, right? And I'll tell you, like, I've figured out ways, like, how can I make that super easy for me? Um, Because, like, I don't wash my hair every day because it's naturally kind of wavy and curly, so it gets too dry if I do that. So I bought myself some nice shower caps so that I don't have to get my hair wet and deal with, you know, fixing it and drying it and all that afterwards, right? And so I really can just jump in for a few minutes and then get out. And, you know, maybe your routine needs to be quick, so you're going to maybe just wash your face and change your clothes, right? But while you wash your face, really focus on how good and refreshing it feels, right? Focus on that part. And have your spouse or your partner or your nanny help you with this little routine if you can. Communicate with them like, hey, I'm working on having a little routine so I can transition back home and not bring my work stress with me. So if you can watch the kids for another 10 minutes while I go change out of my gross work clothes, I'd really appreciate it. Then I can come out and be super mom, right? Because that's how it feels sometimes, right? Like, Like you go in... um, like to the telephone booth like Clark Kent and you come out like Superman right but you need to have a plan where you can actually do that and you're not just coming home with all your stress and then the kids are you know piling on top of you and it just adds to the stress right if your kids are older and they can understand you know explaining it to them like hey I'm gonna go change my clothes and wash up real quick so I can wash off work and come play with you better right Um, if they're not quite old enough to understand time and they're still in that like mode of like coming in to to talk to you while you're in the shower or wanting to, you know, bang on the door, you know, they have these little visual timers that are really helpful uh, on Amazon where you like set the amount of time and it's just like a little wind up clock almost like you set the amount of time, like, all right, there's 10 minutes and they can see how much color's left. So they know you're going to come out like once the color is, is all gone, you know, that kind of thing. Because I mean, I know our, our kids are usually super excited to see us, right? And so we have to be mindful that they may not understand and they may be like, well, why is mom going back there? I need, I'm going to go check that out, you know. And so they may not understand that we need that, that time, okay. So have, a, have some sort of system where your spouse or your nanny knows like, hey, I need some protected time. Or help them learn that it's protected time. Help the kids learn that, right. And so, um, you know, if you're single momming with, with littles, you know, setting them up with an interesting toy in their little bouncy seat right outside the bathroom or you know, where they only get to do that thing while you do your thing, you know, or even incorporating your, your kids. If, if you have a 
you know, baby, um, you know, washing them down with a baby wipe and then using another to wash your face, you know, put on some lotion together, you know, put lotion on your baby and then lotion on you, something that can signal like, hey, I am calming down for the day, even if it's incorporating the baby, right? So maybe it's just nursing in your favorite chair. If you, if you have a really little baby and you're still nursing, nursing in your favorite chair with some calming music on your phone instead of scrolling Facebook, right? Or even doing that box breathing while you're nursing as soon as you get home, okay? Figure out ways to incorporate that. What is going to work best for you, okay? Now, if you are a hospitalist or someone that takes shifts as part of your schedule, or even just, you know, if you're making a plan for what you're going to do post-call, you need to be very intentional with how you handle coming home because so often we are used to getting shit done and then we come home and we get more shit done to take care of everybody and everything and we put ourselves on the back burner, right? And so sometimes we think that we can come home and just not rest so that we can get all the laundry done or clean up the house or get things ready for the next day, you know, even though we've been up all night, right? And so I, I want you to really plan in some rest with your with your return to home ritual if that's something that affects you, okay? So whether that's a full day sleep or a nap, I want you to think about like if if you're getting your basic human needs, okay? Ask yourself, have I gotten my basic human needs for sleep, food, and water um, prior to asking yourself if you need to do the laundry, okay? So don't worry about the laundry if you're not getting at least those basic things in. That can wait or you can hire it out, right? So if you're post-call, how can you plan ahead to make this work? Can you have a sitter come watch the kids while you rest or like talk with your, your partner, your spouse ahead of time? How can you ensure that you're not only transitioning emotionally, but also physically, like meeting your own physical basic needs, okay, by getting some sleep? And sometimes this means communicating with your partner a little bit better about needing rest, okay, because so often we don't want to admit that we need help or that we need some sleep, we need rest. We want to be super mom and super doc at the same time. So sometimes just communicating like, hey, I need some sleep so I can be more functional and more present, right? Letting them know that. Or, hey, I'm going to plan on sleeping for four hours once I get home. So I need you to make sure that that I can get rest by taking the kids to you know run errands or taking the kids to the park or having the sitter come during that time, okay? Because we will sacrifice ourselves first. We know this about ourselves as docs, as women. That's what we do. So make sure that you aren't sacrificing the basic human needs of sleep too, because we are still just humans, okay? The other thing I want you to think about is how would you like to feel about going home? How would you like to feel after you've done your transition or your little ritual to transition back to home, okay? Like what feeling or emotion do you want to have? whenever you're done with this, okay? And what I mean, you know, example that I have about this is when the twins were really little, I would, you know, finally make it into my truck. I'd finally get up the gumption to pull out of the parking lot, go home, get out. And when I was really dreading it, a lot of what I was dreading was going into the house that, you know, was messy and noisy and chaotic, right? And I would get overwhelmed and anxious even just thinking about it. And then once I got in, you know, the kids are all um, running around and, you know, I'm, I'm like even more anxious and overwhelmed by it. And this is totally something that added to my burnout. 
because of how I would think about it. And so I would just kind of be surviving and then I'd come home to what I thought was total chaos. And then one day I was getting coached on this by my coach, this exact subject. And I said, it's just so loud and so chaotic and there are toys everywhere and they're shrieking and they're all wanting my attention. And, you know, they would want to touch me and, you know, all these things. It was just so overwhelming and stressful. And she said, she said to me, she said, oh, it sounds like they're having a lot of fun when you get home and they're really excited to see you. And that kind of hit me. I was like, oh, well, yeah, they are having a lot of fun and they are excited to see me. And she asked me, well, how can you have fun with them? What if instead of anxious, whenever you're, you know, feeling anxious whenever you walked in, what if you felt excited to see them? That's kind of similar to anxious, right? Excited. And honestly, that question, you know, changed my life because because that's exactly what they are doing, you know? And my house is loud. <laughs> it is chaotic. It is messy, right? But it's also like my fun little circus. It's fun and exciting and unpredictable. And I never know what's going to happen. And I never know what they're going to say or what kind of fun they're going to have. And yeah, I can be excited to join in on that fun if I think of it that way, right? Also, just accepting that my house is kind of like a circus that's messy and chaotic and loud, right? Accepting that has brought me so much more inner peace. That's just how it is. You know, that's the fun and exciting part. (laughs) Because the mess won't always be here. And at some point, they probably won't even want to talk to me. At some point, they'll be walking around the house with their headphones in trying to ignore me, right? You know, they won't be excited to see me as soon as I walk in the door. So maybe the mess and the chaos is actually just excitement and fun, okay? Because I think that that's probably true for them, right? It didn't feel like that for me whenever I was thinking about it. I was just like, oh, geez, everything's so messy. I don't know. I can't handle another thing. But it's just I needed to calm my primitive brain and think about it a little differently, okay? So maybe the mess and chaos is actually just excitement, right? So... You know, whenever I would get stressed about how we have to make dinner and play and do bath and jammies and read and all the things, I would just try and remind myself of that. Like, this chaos is just, like, the fun part. It's actually exciting. It's actually fun. And, like, reminding myself, this isn't the hard part of my day. It's the fun part of my day. Just remembering that is, like, was, like, something that just shifted my whole perspective, right? So... How can you transition home? How can you take off your scrubs, put your fun cape on? You know, what if this is, you know, the exciting part of your day? What if this is the easy fun part, right? And so I want you to figure out how can you make a little transition ritual that will make that true, okay? And how do you want to feel about being home after you've done it, right? Think about that. How do you want to feel? How can you think about it that will help you feel that way? And of course, we always, you know, we all can have bad days always, right? And so when it feels stressful to come home and everyone's running around and happy and you're stressed the F out and you had a horrible day, how can you support yourself in that moment, right? Because we often think, you know, no one understands. And in that moment, they don't, right? But you understand what you've been through that day. And you know that you need to take care of you for a few minutes, okay? You know that you need to prioritize you for a minute. If you're having thoughts of like, no one understands, that might be the signal, you know, that you need to go and hop in the shower for a minute, 
and feel your feelings for the day, right? Feel sad, feel angry, feel the feels. Cry if you needed, you know, if needed, yell into your towel, (laughs) both, okay? Have some sort of plan and notice those thoughts if you do have them as a signal that you need to pay attention to you first and get yourself in a place where you've processed some of that emotion first so that you can then emerge and be present, hug your babies, love on them, right? So have a plan or a ritual that you'd like to try out. Try it on for a week. See how it goes, okay? Start small though. Don't try and change all the things in your life at once. (laughs) Just make little changes. Some breathing here, singing to one song, washing your face once you get home, okay? Allow yourself to find the fun, to find the excitement instead of the anxiety and the overwhelm, right? Even if it doesn't look how you think it should look once you get home, okay? You can still find the the positive you can still find the fun in it okay let me know how it goes i'm so excited for you to try this and um i can't wait to hear how it goes so reach out to me let me know i want to know you can always email me at amanda at coach-miles.com or you can find me on facebook and instagram um, and i would love to talk to you all right i hope you guys have a great week i'll see you next week bye thanks for tuning in Remember, you can always get more free help from me by going to my website, www.coach-miles.com and clicking on free resources. If this work has helped you and you're interested in learning more about getting out of burnout and up-leveling your life as an OBGYN, definitely check out my six-month coaching program, The Happy Gynecologist Group. You can always get more information on my website, coach-miles.com.